This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports podcast network man listen the name says it all and if you're really rocking with us make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get alert of all our great content right away and don't forget tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about our great show you can find us anywhere where podcasts are found and don't forget as well youtube we're on youtube so if you ever ever want to see a visual of my outstanding million dollar smile and pat p's million dollar smile tap into our youtube page as well Oftentimes here, Pat P, myself, we love to give love to the fans because if it wasn't for the fans, it wouldn't be no us. It wouldn't be no Pat P. It would be no BMAC. Wouldn't be no All Things Covered. Those support you guys have given us has uh, really been felt. So this is a show dedicated to our fans, Pat P. And we know, and, and we know the season is coming up right around the corner. Yep. There are so many fans that support you. Even when you were with the Cardinals, they still rock with you in a Minnesota Vikings uniform. So this is this show is dedicated to the fans. It's a mailbag show. So what we did, Pat P, we put this out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We wanted to get questions that fans, football fans, LSU fans, Cardinal fans, Viking fans wanted to ask you. You're the man of the hour. You're standing in the hot seat. Oh, man. That really don't make sense because if you were in the hot seat, you wouldn't be standing, but you get what I'm saying. He's standing, ready to go. We got a lot of questions for you, Pat. Are you ready for this show? Let's do it. All right. Now, first question. We're going to jump right into it. We're not going to play around, finesse this. We're going to jump right into it. First question is coming from at Landon Vance. I hope I said your name correctly. If I didn't, please forgive me. Directed to our very own Patrick Peterson. What is it like hearing the skull chant on the field? Man, it's nothing like hearing the school chant. Uh, it just, you know, it gets that blood hot for sure. And that's when you know the game is about to start. The fans are locked in. You know, it's about time for, I mean, we're already locked in waking up. But once that school, that school uh, chant starts, it's a whole new level. And it's almost like you're seeing purple <laughs> in, in a sense, man. It's, it's literally nothing like it. Um, when I first got the news, I was coming there because I had the opportunity to play a couple of times in the Metrodome and also in, in the U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, the old Metrodome. People forget about the Metrodome, right? Yeah, and it was literally, man, it's it's nothing like one of the loudest stadiums I ever played in, for sure. Okay. Thank you, Landon Vance, for that question. Next question is coming from at KVC underscore Cabbage. What are you most excited for in this new Vikings regime? Um, The outcome of the season. <laughs> you know, we got, you know, obviously, you know, going to year 12, you know, being in the playoffs, you know, playing a four playoff games, you know, obviously, you know, you have dreams and aspirations of playing into, and, and more. But, you know, having this new head coach, having this new energy, um, new juice in the building, um, it just feel like it's our time. You know, now we have to, as players, we just have to go out there and execute the game plan 
and um, you know, and, and, and execute, you know, specific techniques that will help us, um, you know, help us with the winning edge over over our opponents. So, you know, um, I'm looking forward to the outcome of the season. Hopefully, it's better than last year for sure. No doubt, it will be. It yep. will be better than last year for sure. I'll put a stamp on that one. Next <laughs> question coming from at King Jenny. Why is Harrison Smith so disrespected when it comes to being one of the greatest safeties currently in the game? Oh, man, you know, everybody have uh, different likes, you know, and, and, you know, it's all about, you know, up and coming, you know, younger guys, you know, so and no disrespect to those guys. Those guys are, you know, putting up great stats and, and doing the things that they need to be uh, need to be doing to be recognized as one of the best. But Harrison has been doing that at a high level for a very long time. Um, very durable, um, accountable. You know, you know where he's going to be. Uh, he's a game record. You know, you know, uh, you know. Every every team knows when they're playing against the Minnesota Vikings. You have to find out what twenty two is because you know he's going to be in the middle of the field. You're coming off the edge, blessing up the gut. You know, so you gotta you gotta account for him for sure. And he's still doing it going into year twelve, uh, year eleven. So um, I don't know why the disrespect is there, but we all know what Harrison brings to this Minnesota Vikings organization and to this defensive backfield for sure. All right. Next question is coming from at Evang seven. 406. What was the biggest worry you had when you signed with the Vikings over a year ago? Um, playing in the weather, you know, being in Arizona for 10 years, not having a true winter game. I think the cold, coldest game I played in in my 10 years in Arizona was probably the Philadelphia game, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was like 28 to 32 degrees. Um, but it did snow when we played in Lambeau, but it wasn't that cold. It was like 35. Yeah, you like know, that. usually when it snows, it's not that cold. Yeah, so um, I didn't have uh, many uh, much experience with, you know, playing in the cold weather. So I was very afraid and terrified how I was going to dress, how I'm, how my body was going to react, because you hear so many, you know, horror stories about, you know, guys, um, career not lasting as long as when they start, you know, playing in the colder weather. You play, you, you, your career can last a little bit longer playing in the, uh, in the climates of California, Arizona, Miami, Tampa. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, was what well, old San Diego, but uh, I was very, very terrified of the of the of the Minnesota winters because I didn't know what to look forward to. You know, I never lived snow. I never even drove in snow. And when I did visit snow, someone always drove me. So that was the biggest, <laughs> biggest, scare, uh, biggest, um, I guess, frightened point for me when I decided to uh, to come to Minnesota. All right. Next question is coming from Hortiz zero eight two two Pat P. Have you noticed a difference in Kirk Cousins this offseason with more pep in his step? Man, honestly, man, ever since I got there, Kirk always had pep in his step, always been a great leader. Um, always he's on time to work each and every day. He comes to work, comes prepared each and every day. Um, I just think now, um, um, I just think he's just ready to let it go. You know, I just mm -hmm. see, I won't, I won't necessarily say a new pep in his step, but um, that ball got a little a, a little different energy uh, coming off his hands now. So I'm excited to see what him and Justin, Adam, uh, Herb, and uh, Dalvin Cook is going to be able to do. The offensive line, they'll be able to stand strong and um, keep the guys off Kirk so he can deliver the ball where it needs to go. Um, but, the, you know, just like last year, man, the sky's the limit for us. We have all the players yeah. uh, you know, in position. Now it's just going to be the players. Gonna, it's gonna, the ownership is going to come upon the players to go out there and making sure that we do – everything that we need to do so there is no excuses when we come into the the uh the film room on monday and you and, know my, i would have been there i should have done that 
And personal question for me to you, when you look at that offense, and I believe, and fans chime in on YouTube, hit us in the comment box. You, do, you guys do a great job in asking questions. We try to read as many of them as possible. I believe right now in your division, you have the best offensive personnel when it comes to skill guys in the division. That's not I, even a debate. Yeah, I agree. Not even a debate. Not even a debate. You can try to throw in Green Bay. That would be the second best team, but no. So with that being said, Pat P, with everything, and you're a cook. You love cooking. Everything that's in that cupboard, when you got the garlic powder, you got the seasoning and salt, you got the pepper, you got the onion powder, everything that's in that cabinet, how special could can this offense be? Will this offense be, to say the least, with everything that's in the cabinet? Man, you know, with the with the with the new uh, spatula that we got. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that we got uh, flipping them burgers, man. It's going to be special, man. That signal caller is going to be huge for us, man. I believe Kevin is, uh, you know, one of the best. Came from one of the best in the game. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, being with the Shanahan's uh, a while in, in Washington, then being under the McVay um, tree in, in, in LA. Um, so. The, the guy who's who who who's who's uh you know putting all that season in that in that pot is uh is the guy that's gonna make it work and I think Kevin uh is is more than capable of doing that you know just seeing what he was able to do just in the six weeks that we've been together mm-hmm. um days in uh minicamp man <laughs> it can be it, it's it, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of moving parts <laughs> so if you're playing against us you you make you want to make sure that you're on your um you know, your eyes got to be in the right place. You got to make sure you're relating when the guys is, is flowing away from you. It's a lot of moving parts to make sure that defense is uh, uh, um, um, on the heels when, when they prepare when for the like. Hey, more of the story, our listeners and viewers. It should be a fun season offensively. Heck, heck defensively, too. For the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, Pat P, this is a good question. And you got to answer this one. Don't, don't, don't. I don't want to hear nothing about, well, you know, I don't usually do this. This is coming from at Mr. Cool Guy Ming. Personal goal on interceptions this year. Ah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. And I know you, I know you real well. You're going to hit me with the, well, you know, I really don't usually do. Man, these are your fans personally sent questions in for you to answer. Personal goal on interceptions. My personal goal is since my personal favorite number is a single digit. It's a high single digit. Uh-huh. I wear it very proudly. Number seven. That's my goal. Ooh. I can tell you this much. If you get seven, it's safe to say Pro Bowl, check. All pro team, check. Yeah. New contract, check. Bing, bing, bing. All three <laughs> checks. You like yeah. that, huh? Look at you smiling. I, I, hit, I, I made you feel good, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, personal goal, Mr. Cool Guy Ming. Appreciate you for the question. You heard what Pat P said? Seven. That's his personal goal. Seven. You got 17 games. Yeah. 17 to get seven. I did seven. I did seven one time in my career. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And I you know it. what, Pat P? I know a lot. Throughout your basically your entire career, especially when you establish yourself as that guy, you wasn't really seeing a lot of targets. Nah, they gonna come. They gonna come this year at you because you know they yeah. gonna think, well, he in year twelve, he can't really move like that. You know, he really ain't like that no more. Yeah, that's what you I know. Need. That's yeah. what I. And having you know in this defensive uh, defensive uh, scheme that we're in this year, having 
Daniil and Z off the edge, um, and having DT up the middle, Eric, um, Jordan, uh, uh, commanded the, uh, the, uh, the second level of the defense. Yep. It, it can be special. I, I can finally, I feel like I can finally get some gifts now versus working for a pick, if that makes sense. And your last game, that was the pick six against Chicago, right? Yeah. Oh, so that's how you end. Why don't you start the season the same way? Why not? <laughs> there we have it. Next question is coming from at Marcus W. Most, oh, I love it. I need, I don't know the answer to this one. Most underrated receiver you've covered. Man, I talk about him all the time, man. Brandon Lloyd. Oh, Brandon Lloyd, yes. Yeah. I talk about Brandon Lloyd all the time because, you know, I had a I had an opportunity to go up against, like, that. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was, like, my first, like, marquee matchup that I was When he was in San Fran? Is that when yeah. you? And uh, he was actually in St. Louis. St. Louis, okay. So, um, I, he was, uh, that was my first assignment. We played against him in, in Arizona. That's what I actually I had the 99 yarder. I had a pick in that game and a 99, uh, 99 yarder in that game. Um, but yeah, man, Brandon Lloyd, he was just so just so shifty, so crafty. It was just hard to really, really get a hand Special. on. Special. I wish I wish I was able to guard him now, though, like me having a better understanding of, you know, angles yeah. and how to cut receivers off and things like that. But yeah, the, at, at, uh, in my younger days, man, Brandon was tough. Yeah. Yeah. He was he had every he had everything. Moves I mean, on the line he, of scrimmage, body control. <laughs> No doubt about it. the body control that he had, the the way he was able to, uh, you know, keep his feet in feet in bounce. He was he was he was uh, what Antonio Brown called him used to call himself uh, Tony Toe Tap. Yeah, he was Tony Toe Tap before Tony Toe Tap. Facts, facts, <laughs> facts. Hey, good answer, good answer. I, I don't disagree with you right there, and that's what I don't know if you saw when I com uh, compared Justin Jefferson. I said at the beginning of the route, Justin Jefferson is Keenan Allen. The way yeah. he can get you off your point from being a press tech, a press corner at the yeah. end of the route, you know, he he's creating separation like Stevie Johnson used to do, being able to utilize yeah. his body to create separation when yeah. the ball is in the air. And when it comes to catching, he's like Brandon Lloyd. Yeah. He's gonna catch that ball. <laughs> he's gonna catch it. No question. He's gonna catch it. Good, good question, good answer. Oh, this is another good one. This one comes from obey.evan. And in what way? Did leaving Arizona affect you? In what way did Arizona leaving Arizona affect me? Yeah. Um, like, did you have a different outlook on something because of you know you left one place you actually wanted to be there, or you know did it affect you any way possible? Um. Did you look at I, things differently? Yeah, I mean, I, I see things differently now. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really think it it affected me. Um, one thing that affected me having to pick up all my 10 years worth of stuff in Arizona and moving it somewhere else. That uh -huh, was a, yeah, that was a that was a big pain. Um, because once I once I um once I signed to Minnesota, I ended up selling my house and everything. So once I was done there, I was done. Mm -hmm. But the only thing is, you know, seeing it from a from a from a different perspective, and I hate to bring this back up, but just the way you know how everything was handled, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, but other than that, I don't I don't have any regrets on 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 anything. My time there I had a great time there, an amazing time there. Like I say all the time, I had an opportunity to grow my family there. Bitwells gave me a, a, an opportunity of a lifetime. But just just the way the situation the situation was handled, yeah, or how I was being communicated, you know, with to 
Um, that's probably the only thing I'll change. But other than that, man, I had a great time there. Met had some met some great friends, um, some great relationship over the over the years. But other than that, that's about it. And you know what, Pat P, what you just stated is something that a lot of proven Hall of Fame like guys say when their time is done at their first destination was communication, the lack yep. thereof, the way how they handle things. You know what I mean? We oftentimes hear great players when they're at a particular place for such a long time and that comes to the end, they oftentimes talk about the handling. Look at Bobby Wagner. Remember how yep. Seattle just basically informed Bobby Wagner they were releasing him. He found out by watching news and news outlet. Right. You know what I mean? Bobby Wagner's a guy who potentially will be a Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Bulls, exactly. One. Exactly. So that's something that part of the, 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 the Legion of Boom. Yeah, that they started over there. No question. No question. All right. Next question is at it's coming from at two dot four shots. You just answered this one already, but I'll ask the question because it's a two part question. Who was the toughest wide receiver to guard year one for you? And who is it right now in finishing up year 11 going into year 12? Who's the toughest cover for you right now? So in year one, your rookie year, who was the toughest and currently? Year one as a rookie, I'm trying to think what all teams we played. We played the NFC East. So we played Dez. We played the Hakeem Hicks. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think – oh, Philly had Deshaun. I don't think Washington had anyone at the time. Washington played probably had Pierre Garçon. Probably. I don't yeah. know if he was there yet or not. Then we obviously our division we didn't have anyone big time. And Brandon Lloyd wasn't there your rookie year. It was around. He was there. He was there my rookie year. But I'm just, I'm just going down the list trying to see okay. who, who I thought was the toughest. Uh, yeah, we played the. Who else did we play that year? Oh, we played the Minnesota. Um, oh, Brandon Marshall. Okay. <laughs> Brandon Marshall. I'll never forget. First play of the game. We in the cover two, and Brandon. It was it was a pass play. And I don't know how the heck he got away with this. It was a, I think we talked about this on the uh, on our when show. When we had him on? When we had him on? <laughs> yeah. in the I'm at four yards, four yards, squatting. Brandon ran straight to me and put his, literally, the crown of his of his helmet right in my face, man. And it was a pass play. And there was like, no oh, penalty. What the heck is, what is this dude just ran through my leverage? <laughs> like, he literally ran through my leverage. Um, but Brandon Marshall was by far the toughest receiver I had to guard my rookie year because he was big, he was fast, he was strong. Mm -hmm. uh, and he always, and this is when I first got hip to the pull-through. Because every time I was up there pressing, he you would lift at the top of my shoulder and pull me through. Yeah. And, I, and then he talked about it as well when he when I played against him again and uh when he was in New York. Um, I started faking that shoulder on him so he wasn't able to pull pull uh pull pull me through anymore. But Brandon Marshall was uh by far the toughest receiver I had to guard in year two. Then year, I mean year one and year two came around, had that guy Megatron. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, full lunch for that one. I, I got, I think I took this too. I got 22 targets that game. 22 Jeez, targets. I know you needed an IV after that game. I know I you were like, blow, boy. I wanted to. <laughs> and what people don't realize why that's such a difficult task. It's one thing to know the ball is coming to you 22 times, but for us, we don't know it's coming. Right. So when you find out it's coming, now you kick it into high gear. You, you don't want him to catch the football, but when he catches the football, now you got to tackle. Right. And with me, 
my first, well, majority of my career, I played with my back against the quarterback anyway. So I never knew when the ball was coming. I, I had yeah. to have anticipation when I thought when the uh, when I thought the ball was coming. Wow. Wow. And who is it right now? Who is it right now, Pat P? Right Toughest cover you think? Right now, I mean, so many good ones, man. Uh, I go JJ, man. Like just okay. being being around him every day and just seeing what he's able to do on the football field on Sundays. Like I said last year, he's gonna. I said he was gonna be a top three receiver this year. Yeah, you said it, and, and I say I said he's gonna be number one. I think he's gonna lead the league. Yeah, receiving no, yards. I'm saying last coming into this. Yeah, you year. said last year. Yeah, yeah. I said he actually finished number two. Uh, with the the stats in receiving yard right behind Cooper Cup, so you were right, right on the money with your prediction so this year. Who? I'm. You might see a triple crown. Oh, well, heck, Kevin O'Connell just came from an offense that produced Hello. a triple crown winner. Hello, right? <laughs> right. Hello. Exactly. Hell, yeah. You right. Hello. Well, he just came from offense that produced a hey. triple crown winner. So. And I'm telling you, what I see in practice every day, yeah, they trying to get it to them. <laughs> They're not wrong. They're not wrong at all. All right, next question comes from at twin underscore poppers. Oh, shoot. I know the answer to this one. What is it? Who's the better golfer between P2 and BMAC? <laughs> you laughing at me? I was, what, you two weeks ago, I told you. I got my first, <laughs> hey, listen, listeners and viewers, I don't really golf. I don't golf at all. But I, I participated in Joey Porter's, my former teammate, celebrity golf tournament in Pittsburgh. And I got my first birdie. Yep. He told me. Got you my first birdie. Congratulations. And, and yo, Pat, Pat, oh. check this out. My putt game is real nice. Maybe I don't I know what was going on. Because you know, you know how you do it, Pat. Anytime you participate in a celebrity golf tournament, you as a player, you're playing with other guys who play a lot. They might not be an athlete, but they play a lot. So my tee off game was a little ah. It, yeah. it gradually because we played eighteen holes by the way, and yeah. Pat P get this, true story. You already know what happened. So we flew into Pittsburgh on Sunday, right? We did we did a nice uh, event Sunday Sunday night. We all get to the hotel. I got to my hotel around probably like eleven something, mm -hmm. right? So I'm about to take a shower. The boys <laughs> call my phone. Because, see, at the event, we was boo-raying. We was playing cards. I get in the room, and the boys say, Matt, we about to go ahead and crank it up again. We about to start playing. <laughs> I said, man, y'all boys ain't tired? They're like, no, nah, man, we ain't tired. Let's go. What we going to do? Man, Pat P, I got in the room. We played in James Ferrier room. I got in the room around 1140, his room. I didn't get back to my room until 830. Oh. We had to be on the golf course at 930 to play 18 <laughs> holes. Cowboys went back the old time, huh? <laughs> we so, we so, we just, we not bright at all. Pat P, you talk about tight and it was hot. That's the thing. Listen, because you know, I don't golf like that. I don't really, I, I didn't realize and understand how much energy goes oh, yeah. into the golfing. Oh, yeah. The walking. Yes. It, 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 going from one hole to the next. You yeah. got to walk up the hill. You got to walk down the hill. Oh, yeah. Man, man, I was seeing double. <laughs> hey Pat, all I was able to do was go to my hotel room, take a shower, put on my golf gear, my polo, my satchel, and we and we booed. <laughs> 
That's what we did, Pat P. But yeah, Pat P, I, I gotta get on. I, I'm ready now. So now you know what's next for me, Pat P. What's I that? gotta get me some gear. I gotta get my gear. I gotta get me a club. I gotta get up a, a beginner's club and put my initials on it with the little cover, the little cover thing you put on the top with it. What y'all call that? Head cover, man. <laughs> I need my head cover. Yes, sir. With B Mac on it. That's what you need to help me. Help me get my gear together. I got you. <laughs> yeah. My putt game decent. Though. I can putt with the best of them because they were surprised. Them boys was like, man, where the guys were like, oh my goodness, McFadden, you have you? I said, no, man. I just, it just, you gotta finesse it. You gotta finesse it. And I had to get my stands right. At first, my stands, I was I was straight up. I was straight up. I ain't had no knee bend. You feel me? I ain't had no knee bend. I gotta keep my eyes over it and I gotta have my elbows tucked when I'm about to tee off a little bit. You, you hear me? You hear right. me? I'm a coach. Yes, sir. Show the whip. Yeah, but Pat P the best golfer in our family. Pat P one of the best golfers in in the league right now, currently. So that's easy for him. All right. Yeah. This one comes from at A underscore wolf eight. Favorite NFL team color combination, both as a kid and now. So your favorite NFL team as a kid and their color combination. And, of course, your favorite team is the Minnesota Vikings. But what is your favorite color combination for the Vikings? So growing up, I know you you were a, a Dolphin fan, right? I was. I was. Big Dolphin fan. Yeah. Miami so, that, Dolphins. Miami that not, Dolphins. <laughs> that was not my favorite color, uh, color combination. Oh, who was it? My favorite color combination? Yeah, as a kid. As a kid, I'm trying to think, trying to think. I used to love when Tampa Bay brought out the orange sickles. Oh, yes, sir. The yes, orange sir. And oh. The orange sickles. <laughs> and the old, the, the, and when they used to play in the old sombrero. Yes. The old, the old stadium, yes. The, the orange sickles. Fire. And I did like um, um, Atlanta when mm-hmm. my like Vic uniform when they when they changed it when they when they changed the uniform from like the, the uh like the the solid black mm-hmm. like it don't have no stripes on it but when Mike Vic came on it had like the bird coming down oh yeah and these were that all black Ooh. they were that all black Sunday night and Monday night when them boys on TV Ooh, the yes, boy so clean yeah. they had it, they had it on the side and on the side of the pants too the yeah. stripe yeah I know so what you're talking about ones are like to really funk it up a little bit with the stripes yeah. So those are my uh, two favorite, and uh, right now, my favorite color combination to wear is all white. All white. Yeah, I like the all white. Well, 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 well. Since you said that, can you give me some high white socks and white cleats, all the way white? <laughs> can you white it all the way out since you said it? Because I know you I, just, I, I know I, you I, straight back. We, talk, we talked about this. Yeah, you we told talked about me. It. I said I was gonna do it Monday night against uh, Philly. Philly. Then, That's week two. That's week two. Yeah, week two. And you said if I get a pick, we got to keep it going. So we got to keep it going. I'm gonna keep it going. All right, good question. Good question. Oh, this is another good one coming from at Taylor Kid nine seven. Top three defenders you've played with in your entire career. Your top three that I played with. You played with meaning on your team. And when you say defender, it can be any anybody on it. It team. can be any defender. Any it could be a, a, a lineman, linebacker, right. secondary guy. Top three. Gotcha. Because when no when most people say defender, they're talking about you know secondary. But yeah. I gotta go, and you, and I gotta go one, two, and three. Or I just yeah. name. Yeah, you gotta go one, two, and three. They say they want to know your top three. That's coming from at Taylor Kid nine seven. Shout top, out to Taylor Kid. Top three. Uh, I'm gonna go. Damn, this is tough, man. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go. Yeah, it's real. So I'm gonna go. Ah, and you said defenders, so I'm gonna go Darnell Dockett. Okay. 
Uh, then I'm going to go with. See, A Dub was a good player, but I played with him at the, at the end of his career. Mm -hmm. But he still was a ball. He still made Pro Bowl. So I'm going to go A Dub. Yep. And Honey Badger. Oh, like it. Oh, but ooh, Pat P. You forgot a name too. I know. Yeah. You know who you forgot? Who? Chandler Jones. I know I did. I, I did not forget Chandler. I did not forget it was between Chandler and Dockett. And so why did you go? Why did you go Dockett over Chandler? Because Dockett was just able to 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 do what he was able to do to, to take on double teams. I won't say that he was Aaron Donald, but the freaking nature, he had that for sure. To to be able to play the three, the one, the nine, you could pretty much put Darnell anywhere. And, and just athletic ability was just so freaky. You know what I mean? He can, the dude can squat the house, lift the house. You know, he can turn the corner if you need him to. He can bull, he can bull rush you if you need him to. He was just such a, um, a freaking nature when I first got there. And I never really played with anyone like that in the interior. Yeah. You know, then I think year, uh, second year together, that's when he tore, no, our third year together, that's when he tore his ACL. So it was kind of, you know, pretty much over for him because he went to San Fran. And I don't think he played again after that. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> that's why it was, it was between those two. I didn't forget Chandler and I didn't forget Buddha either. It was just. You got Buddha, <laughs> you got Helias Campbell. Yeah. Know. It, you know, it was just, it just, I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, Docker was just special at his position. Helias Campbell. But, you know, Calais, you know, he's like his body structure, you know, gave him the ability to to pretty much manhandle everybody. Not saying that his athletic ability wasn't there, but you know, just the dog that that docket was in that interior. Yeah, that's that's Florida State. That's what we do at yeah. Florida State. Yeah, yeah. You ain't oh, seen speaking of Florida State, you know, week two, Florida State got LSU. Kicked all behind on ABC or wherever huh? the game. It's, what, what? it's on ABC Sunday Night Football, only game being played. Yeah, we're gonna spank y'all behind. It's like I, a home game for y'all in the Superdome. I don't yeah, like we're gonna put y'all by 10 and just gonna take that 40 minute bus ride back on to the boot. That's how you feel? That's how I feel. Hey, we're gonna talk, <laughs> we're gonna talk a little more about that when that time gets close. That's you already you already be. I would love to sit there and watch it with ooh, with Pat P because that's the week before. You might have a you might have an off day. We might need to go check that out in person. I'll be home. Oh, you talking about? Oh, 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 oh I got to check the schedule. Yeah, because that y'all don't play that. That's that that's Labor Day. That's Labor Day uh, Sunday. Oh yeah, that might be a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see what. Let me see if the yeah, wife. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and, and get, get the PJ fly uh, ready for us, man. We can go ahead and make that happen. <laughs> Pat Pat P don't fly commercial. Mm mm. <laughs> no, Pat don't do that. Pat don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, get the PJ together. <laughs> What'd you say? I plead the fifth. Mm -mm, no, I, you ain't got to. I just said you. Mm -mm, Pat don't know. going through an airport. No, no, Pat. Hey, let me tell you what type of boss Pat P is. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we 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 on the show. I'm talking too much. I must be drunk off this aqua. I'm drinking. I'm fired up. So we about to go to Super Bowl. So CBS trying to figure out Pat's uh, travel arrangement. And get everything lined up for Pat P because they're like, you know, we want to fly Pat P out. So B Mac hit hit uh hit him up and see, you know, when he want to fly out. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, huh? I said, all right, I hit him up. I'm like, 
It's not a commercial. I said, Pat, <laughs> CVS want to know when you want to fly out. He said, for what? I said, so we could do our show. He said, man, don't worry, I'm going to fly myself out there. I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and tuck my chain in and just let them know what you said. Hey, I ain't say that. Huh? <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I ain't say that. <laughs> the devil's a lie. Yes, you did. I took my chain in like red. I had my chain out, but when you said that, I said, I just took mine on in. Pat said, no, I'm going to fly myself out there. I ain't, no, we, we not doing that. <laughs> I was on time, wasn't it? You was on time. You're right. You was on time. Because, hey, hey, we make sure you make sure you get the pilot ready, man. We go to New Orleans. We go to yes. New Orleans. If the schedule, if the schedule aligns the right way and the wife don't have nothing planned, we could definitely do that. Sound like a plan. Sound like a plan. Next question is coming from T dot underscore Croft. Uh, he said he would like to know who was your inspiration to play professional football as a child? Like it was there someone particular that you gravitated to to try to become a professional football player? Uh, I mean, I always loved Dion. You know, I, mm-hmm. you know, that you know, I always watched him when I was growing up. And my dad was a defensive back, so I probably say my dad more than anything because he's the one that gave me that drive, that love, that passion for the game. Um, and obviously, having the opportunity, you know, to watch you fulfill your dreams, um, and, and saw the dedication and, and the work that it takes to to get to the to the top level. You know, I probably say the, you three guys for sure. You know, watching you. Feel your dreams. Uh, my dad putting that, that, uh, that, that passion, and that love, and that fire in me about the game, and watching Dion. You know, watching yeah. Dion trans- transcend, uh, transcend the position. You know, you know he was a trendsetter when it came to defensive back. You know, you didn't see many defensive backs playing both sides of the ball. You didn't see many defensive back catching punts, kickoff returns. So, growing up watching that, that's what I wanted to do because I knew my dad always told me, although I played every position on the football field. That I was going to be a defensive, a defensive back, you know, at the at the next level. Yeah. He just play every position, so I can have a better understanding of the game. So if it was, if I needed to play a different position, if somebody got hurt, it'll be second nature to me. So I always knew I was going to be a defensive back, and seeing what Dion was able to do, that was something I always wanted to do. And no you know, I went to when I went off to college, I wanted to be a Jeff Thorpe winner, just like he was. You know, I wanted I wanted to return punts, I wanted to do everything that he did because. That brought that brought value to his game. That brought you know a, a different ring to his brand. You know, so that's something I wanted kind of to you know model my game after as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, you know, uh, Lawrence Taylor was my guy. I was a Giants fan because of Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. I wanted to inflict pain the way Lawrence Taylor inflicted pain on opposing guys. Like that was my guy, Lawrence Taylor. Boy, that yeah. with that with that middle ball coming down his his uh, face, man, with them long white sleeves and that high white spat and white socks. Yeah, fifty six was a hellraiser. He had that club too. No question, no question. My, my little league coach used to say, "Hey, when we walk off the bus, hell coming with us." Yes, sir. <laughs> and that's what Lawrence Taylor brought when he walked off. Well, he brought hell with him. So, uh, yes, LT. Uh, next question is coming from Gurged at Gurged. If you, oh, this is a good one, Pat P. If you can intercept any current quarterback right now, who would it be? Any current quarterback right now in the National Football League? If you can pick them off, who would it be? Uh, any current quarterback right now? Let me see what we play this year. <laughs> we got Aaron uh, twice. Yeah, I picked off Aaron before, though. Oh, I know one person you never picked off. Uh, I know one person, Pat P. You know one person I haven't picked off? I know one person you ain't pick off. Not in the real game. Yeah, I know one to Kyler Murray. 
Yeah, Kyler Murray. Yeah, I want that one for sure. Um, yeah, I probably go. I go Kyler or I got I got Josh Allen two years ago. Yeah, I go I go um I go I go Mighty Mouse. Okay, all right. Mighty. This is another good question coming from at Evan underscore Lissick. Would you rather have an elite safety behind you or an elite corner on the other side? Um, I'd rather have question. on the other side. Mm, why is that? Because now you got to pick your poison. Yeah. You know, want to go where you want to go at the ball. I, I won't necessarily say you can get anybody to play safety because safety, it is some, you know, some instincts that you have to have to be able to read the quarterback, break at the proper angles and things like that. But hell, you get a safety to play deep enough, he, he'll be able to play over the, uh, play the deep ball over the top. But mm-hmm. I think if you can get two, two shutdown corners, Man, you could go with Greece. No question. No question. I know the answer to this question, but this is coming from at KP King 1415. Do you miss the honey badger? No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. That's man, that's that's a silly question right there, man. No doubt yes. about it. Man, I love playing with, you know, playing with uh with my guy Tyron. You know, just like um, you know, you know how it is being a defensive back. When you have a connection without even you know, saying like I, I can guarantee we haven't played we haven't played with each other in hell what since 2016. But I it's guarantee a long time we'll be able to still feed off each other. I guarantee you that. No question. I, that'll never go anywhere because it's just something that you know, with both of us being ball players and both of us training together, we we kind of we kind of know how each other think. We kind of see what each other see. We know how each other move. So it's like hell, man. It's, it's like it's just like riding a bike. You know, I no hope. Question. Hopefully I get another opportunity to, to wrap it up with my guy. I know I don't have, you know, you know, 10, 15 years left in me, but you know, hope, hopefully I get another opportunity to strap up, strap it up with him. No question. Great question coming from KP King 1415. Fans, thank you for your questions. We hope you enjoyed this mailbag portion of our show. There will be a part two. We we will we can't forget about all the questions that we weren't able to get to. We will have that coming at a later date, clearly before the start of the season. So make sure you continue to tap in. And we appreciate all the fan participation once again. I enjoyed reading these questions to Pat P. I know he enjoyed answering those questions as well. Yep. So if you got anything else that you would love for Pat P to answer before the start of this Super Bowl run, Y'all heard what I said. Super Bowl, Super Bowl run. Pat P. Super Bowl run. And also, too, if you guys got a take on who might win this upcoming game against with LSU against Florida State, let us know what your take is as well. Me and Pat P probably going to be there if his if schedule permits. We're going to be on the jet. So we ain't flying commercial to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. See you when we see you. I- <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time. 
just like me, and also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. 